0: What's up everybody and welcome to The Corporate Bartender. Today's episode is amazing. Our guest today is Shushan Aliki. If you don't know Shushan, you should. She is inspirational. Her origin story is compelling. From fleeing the former Soviet Union to her status as a recovering corporate executive to her work as an executive coach and transformation specialist, Shushan has seen a lot and has a lot to say. She integrates psychology, OD, yogic philosophy, and energy medicine into her transformation system, and she is just a hoot to hang out with. I think you're gonna dig this one. So kick back, grab your yoga mat and your thinking cap, and let's get right on into it. With Shushana Leakey on today's TCB. Welcome to Sky Teams, the corporate bartender. If you work in HR or make people decisions in your organization, this is the place to be. Now pull up a stool, belly up to the bar, and join us for the corporate bartender. That's awesome. Well, welcome. It's good to see everybody. Hey, Mariah, how you doing?
1: I'm good, hanging in there.
0: Hanging in there, all right.
1: I always wanna be in the (laughs) vineyard-ish. Mariah is, are there grapes being squashed for wine somewhere near there? (laughs) Yes, I am sure we could go barefoot stomping.
0: Oh, I love to barefoot stomp. That sounds like an awesome, that sounds like an awesome team building adventure. (laughs) Well, all right. Anything warmer would be pleasant. (sighs) Seriously. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, at least you're not in Texas where they're not used to it being warm or cold rather. (laughs) <laughs> yes, my sister is there. She's
1: been without power for 5 days there. Oh. The police delivered water yesterday cuz now their water is unsafe because the water treatment plants don't have electricity so they can't treat water.
0: Oof. What what her, town is she in?
1: She's her- in Austin and they just moved into a brand spanking new house 2 weeks ago and um, they don't, you know, sh- this is her first house she's ever owned and so they don't. It's trial by fire, but no, their internal house temp was at 42 degrees right now.
0: Oh. Yowza!
1: Yeah, so we're sending Ooh. her all the good vibes to stay warm and stay safe. Yeah, wowza, yeah. that's too bad.
0: Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Well, on that note, um, it's warmer <laughs> than 42 degrees in my house right now. And I am very grateful that for that, as well as I am grateful for you guys. Here we are. It's episode 74 of The Corporate Bartender. And is it, <laughs> Ruby, you're gonna have to come off mute and do that. <laughs> <Whee>! <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All right, today, today we're going to do what we do today. We have a special guest. We have Shushanda Leakey with us today, and we're going to talk about transformation, coaching, and the power of a good backstory, <laughs> as well as all of the regular, regular stuff that we do. Um, I won't. Hey, Lavy, Welcome. And oh, Mark, my goodness. Oh, and Mark Russell. <laughs> Mark
2: just got a last minute cancellation so I can join. Right on.
0: This is a very special corporate bartender. We have Jenny and Mark with us today. How awesome is that? Right on. Well, um, I won't belabor everybody with the bartender network plug because I think all you guys have it, except for maybe Lori, who spells it correctly, Freemeyer. She needs to get on that and get joining the bartender network. So just because she's here, here you go. You're going to get it. Boom, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get straight on into it so we can get to to our conversation with conversation with Shushan. So some headlines today, um, a, a couple for you. I got actually three. So the first one here um, kind of goes on the heels of, of Laura Chapin's post on the network about uh, Salesforce last week. Spotify is the latest company to get into the permanent remote work game. Um, they are doing a a hybrid program, much like the ones we've been talking about. They've got three flavors of it. You can come into the office every day. If you want to, you can do the three, two flavor of in the office, out of the office, or you can work from home forever, Mm -hmm. wherever you want, however you want to do that, which they're opening their recruitment practices. And we've talked about that as well. Um, they're not opening it up to everywhere because setting up entities and paying taxes and all that stuff's a bit of a hassle, but they are open to talking about it, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, they're, they're trying to provide as much flexibility as they can. Um, so, you know, I, I think this is, this is another big name that that's sort of hung the flag out of remote work for everyone forever, if you want it, um, which is pretty pretty bananas. When you think back a year ago, I mean, here we are. And and a lot of the big marquee companies have already have already stated that that's okay. So I just thought that was interesting. As we, you know, we talked about, I I, uh, released the January 6th episode of the bartender the other day. And uh, we talked about RTO return to office in that one. It was interesting watching that one too. Um, I didn't expect all the feelings to come back, but yeah, they all came rushing right back, hearing us talk about how we felt on January sixth, and we because we were trying to figure it out. You know, we we were actually online as curfew went into place in D.C. I mean, the shit was still going down,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: we were we were here just like, what are we what? seeing? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was kind of, it was kind of a, it was kind of a nice sort of reality check to go back and watch that. Mm-hmm. So that's out there that's live. Um, and Spotify is just the the newest marquee name in the work from home forever game. Second article for you today is around, <laughs> is around coaching. Mark says January 6th, the big WTF. <laughs> <laughs> So the second article here is, is on the coaching front and it's called stop softening, tough feedback. And this is an HBR article from today, right? It's it's brand new and it's about how managers try to soften the blow of criticism with compliments. Um, it's not effective and it's confusing. Um, and it's, it's funny because they talk through their methodology, focus on the behavior, dispassionately describe its impact and work out precisely what the employee should do differently. And as I'm reading this Ruby and Morag will appreciate it. It's SBIE. It's the feedback model that we teach situation behavior impact and explore. Um, It's a way to dispassionately to remove the emotions from that feedback conversation so that you don't have to soften it. And I thought, you know, as Shushan is a coach and has a reputation for being one, I thought feedback (laughs) is an integral part of her gig. So I thought that would be an interesting article.
1: So I have a a question because we were looking at another written piece that was about people forgetting to do the positive feedback right? Mm, mm-hmm. and, and the whole, well, we, we just got to tell them, tell them what's what, right. And they can figure out how to feel good about it on their own or something. And so it's kind of, right. It's kind of this interesting um, vortex of styles of feedback and how much of which one and how tough is tough and how often should you do which one? And, you know, I can see right. As, as, as leaders and especially early career leaders, trying to sort through that, like what's the sweet spot there of of it? And and it can be a little confusing, but the whole giving negative feedback that never really gets to the point is just confusing. And I think that's where most leaders miss the mark is if you need to say something constructive, you have to be specific and you have to be real right? You have to be mean. You don't have to be a jerk about it, but you have to be specific and you have to say what is, and that's super hard for people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Shushan, would you want to weigh in on feedback just uh, (laughs) while we're on this topic here?
3: Sure. I'm happy to. So, um, completely agree it has to be specific you have to take the emotion out of it and really um that you know let them figure out how how to sort out their feelings is very damaging to the relationship so it, it's it's I'm gonna do the feel good thing here, even though you know in the MBTI I'm not a I'm not an F. Okay, so <laughs> just want to be very clear about that. I'm a T. <laughs> okay, but I have worked on my Shocker. F a lot. Yeah, I have worked on my F a lot. So um, here's the thing, right? There's a way of giving it very specific um, where it's not confusing to the person and where they're not feeling like horrible about themselves before they walk out of the door Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. right
3: and it's really about the intention and when you do give feedback and it's just so softened and it's kind of wishy-washy it is confusing for the for the employee you know they don't know what to do with it so a specific example and timely i'm only preaching to the crack to the choir here i know that all of you know this but um In my practice, when I'm working with an executive, I actually take it a step beyond that. So, um, you know, the the cognitive awareness is is one aspect of it. You know, certain tools and tactics is another aspect of it. But 95% of what's happening with us is at the subconscious level. And Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the work that I do is really using the latest, uh, I'll call it technology in neuroscience of helping the person really rewire that behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, if they choose to, right? If they choose to Mm -hmm. go that way, because emotions trump logic every single day. uh if they do right i mean you make up, you 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 goof something up and then you're like i'm never gonna do that again or why did i do this again i'm fully you know i'm this aware person walking around and i understand my behaviors but i keep doing it why do i keep doing it well Mm -hmm. if you can kind of think of your mind as a glacier five percent is at the top the conscious level 95 is you know below the Mm waterline that's really where a lot of this comes from okay um and and i'm not talking about those that are clueless and walking around you know without any awareness work right (laughs) i'm talking about those that have actually done some work read the books Mm -hmm. they have gone into the personal development space they they understand that um, you, you know, to be a really good leader, you must have self-awareness, right? And you must understand how you're contributing to the problem. So working with those individuals, um, you can take this so much deeper into mm-hmm. you know with the feedback, right? So there's the whole awareness piece and how we're wired, what our where our tendencies are, natural gifts are. Use any model you want, right? Um uh, they all come to the same thing but then those blind spots those shadows where do they come from and how are they interlaced Mm -hmm. and um you know i really think that to to move the needle on that that's where those that really want to grow that's where they need to go
1: yeah so i think it's one of the toughest sort of leadership competencies if you want to put it into that bucket that the Feedback and conflict right those are the, the two mm-hmm. big ones right yeah. mm-hmm.
3: and they're usually showing you the opportunity right of what is there for you to work on, so it's never one way yeah. um, never it, it's always what am I doing to contribute to this mm-hmm. so is avoidance your problem with your employees <laughs> right. are you are you willing to give real feedback direct feedback in ways that it's going to be meaningful to the work yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. So I, lo- I love that. I love a lot of the the words that you used in that in that debrief, there, Shushan. So I'm I'm excited to get to to the conversation. Going to mm-hmm. be going to be some things I'll pull back in into that when we get to talking.
3: <laughs> I'm right? sorry, I saw you typing, so that's when I know I'm in trouble.
1: <laughs> Noted. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So the 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 last article here today is 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 in alignment with. Uh, Shushan's focus; she she's focused on, or has been historically focused on, on transformations, and actually has a rapid transformation system. So this article hits the transformation vibe, but it also hits this AI vibe that we've been talking about uh, for the last few weeks. And this this article came from my buddy Evans. Um, we, we, we trade AI articles all the time now. And I thought this one was really interesting, um, in, in, in Evan's parlance, this guy gets it. So, (laughs) you know, he, he talks about the, the, the crux of this article, you know, we, we tend to talk publicly about AI as an augmentation of human behavior versus a replacement of human behavior. And basically he's calling bullshit on that and saying that, this is not how that's going to go. It's, it's, it's politically incorrect. Um, it's a political disaster to basically say jobs are going to go away. Right. So, but he talks about it in a way that's, that's really interesting. You know, he, he takes two examples, one being chess. And you guys remember when big blue took on Gary Kasparov and finally beat him everybody was like, Oh, that's crazy. Um, but the next, the next segment of time, um, the thing was what they called centaur chess so they said basically the be all end all it's never going to get any better than this human plus computer equals best thing ever and that was true until the deep learning of the ai superseded the human's ability and they became superfluous to the process and stopped adding value Um, and now nobody talks about centaur chess and you know i think that was really interesting but it's chess, and it's just a game. What about a real job? The next, the next article or the next uh, career that the guy talks about is radiology, and when you think about radiologists, right, that that's a job that's that's entirely based on pattern recognition, mm-hmm. right? And right now, humans still have the edge because of the little nuancey things. But that's a thing that the AI will it'll 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 get better than humans mm-hmm. at some point in the future and and not all that far away, right? So no. you know, talking about about this transition to what post work looks like, man, it, this one just kind of blew my mind. Uh, Evan, do you want to chime in on this one?
2: Sure. Yeah the the thing about the thing about the radiology example, and my gosh, I read so much about this stuff. I really wish I would noted where I read this, <laughs> but there was, there was a, a large panel that there was a, there was an experiment that was being run. So it was a large panel of radiologists and they were given a large body of scans and they went through, gave their diagnosis. Right. And so went through all that. Then, then it was examined to see how much, uh, accuracy, inaccuracy was there. And there was a, a fair amount of inaccuracy in terms of their diagnosis. Ran it through an AI, and it very quickly was able to get like, get to like 90 95% correct. Then to make things even more interesting, they took the same scans and fed it back to the same scientists. Most of them contradicted their initial analysis of this. Mm yikes so it's like
0: it's like eyewitness testimony
2: yeah Yeah. exactly Exactly. no no the person driving the car in the hit and run had blonde hair versus right yeah Mm -hmm. brunette so it's to me it's absolutely fascinating you look at the whole centaur model right and and looking at it in chess and then i've also seen it um trotted out no pun intended uh, in, 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 no, in military applications. So, oh, you're going to have you're going to have war fighting, leveraging a soldier with that's augmented with AI. Well, um, how much longer is that going to hold sway? Because you could eventually be like, yeah, well, a, a soldier is not able to make the kind of decisions that an AI can make in the blink of an eye. Therefore, lives are, are, are at risk and the, the engagement is potentially at risk. And so, hey, let's pull humans out of the kill chain and just let these suckers hum. And that is a massive eth- ethical, moral discussion way beyond warfare. But then you also get into competitive elements, right? Because if your competition doesn't have those qualms, you're, you're absolutely uh. owned because now you're outclassed and outgunned. But yeah, it's I thought the article was really slick. It's a bummer. Yeah, <laughs> um, most of what I look at is a bummer, but but I think it's very realistic.
0: Well, and it's from two days ago, right? This is not like an old oh, yeah, piece yeah. Of, of work here. yeah.
2: Oh totally. And people I think they need to understand you have to understand the motive of the corporation. And I'm not saying it's you know the, the evil, monolithic organization maybe it is but um, my point is when you start looking at what corporations do then a lot of it comes down to it's not personal it's simply keeping the machine going no pun Um. intended again (laughs) and so you start getting into the fact that well we can easily automate two-thirds of what you do and so Um. then it becomes a very personal discussion I think uh, in terms of, all right, going to restructure my job. Are, how are things going to work? Am I going to take things that can't be automated and it's amalgamated, and then one person is left standing over a particular area if that tracks? Um, but no, it's it's a uh, it's an interesting new world. It shows no signs of slowing down. If anything, it's speeding up.
3: Yeah, like, I don't think it it's it gonna slow. I don't think it's gonna slow down. Um, the thing I think we need to keep in mind um, as humans <laughs> is: Are we going to make a decision to give up our intelligence to a machine?
2: Exactly. And see, the right? thing is, I love it because he he touches on it in the article. He just mm-hmm. winks at it, but he's like hey, you know what? Building something that, that, that is over us on the food chain might be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And it's so, um, but but people are like, yeah, but it makes life easier. So let's do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah.
3: so, so let me give this up and have a chip in my head so they can turn <laughs> it on and off.
2: Well, yeah, you know, and I, this is my last thing and then I'll I'll stop talking. But um, that was, you nailed it. Elon Musk with Neuralink yep is saying, oh, we have to have Neuralink in order to remain competitive with AI.
3: That's exactly AI. who I was thinking of when I said yeah. that. <laughs> I, wrote,
2: I wrote a piece, and I said, it's kind of like, you remember the Defiant Ones mm-hmm. uh, in the movie with Tony Curtis, I think it was Sydney, of yeah. where they where they're handcuffed together. I'm like, okay, that's like doing the Defiant Ones thing, except it's you handcuffed to a <laughs> rabid gorilla. <laughs> so, that gorilla is going to paint the room with you, and you're not going to be competitive <laughs> at all. So, anyway.
3: Well, so I tend to have a more hopeful and optimistic <laughs> view <laughs> of the world, um, <laughs> uh, because I believe in uh, organic intelligence, meaning us. Um okay um having purpose and choice in this world and i don't uh, disagree yeah and
2: um i don't think we make the right choices sometimes (laughs) but um
3: yeah yeah, i'm with you yeah we don't make the right choices a lot but uh, i see those as uh i call them qualifiers right they qualify you for the next thing you need to get ready for but i i completely agree with everything you've said um I personally think that um, we are very close to that tipping point. I was mentioning this to Eric when he brought up this article earlier um, Mm -hmm. where we have choices to make, including the companies, right? Um, Are we going to make this AI-centric or Mm human-centric? And um, what is the world that we want to create? If our only uh, purpose and our only goal is the bottom line, then if that's the only way we're going to make decisions we're going to lose
0: <laughs> yeah i agree yeah we're going oh, to lose. That, yeah that's awesome and if you're if you're interested in learning more about human centric workplaces check out the eric Isle episode of the corporate bartender it's fantastic <laughs> 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 and on that note, I'm going to hand the reins over to Lori so that she <laughs> can initiate the conversation here with Shushan. Lori, it is your show.
1: All right. Well, feel, feel free to break in, anyone, at any point here. But, uh, but i wanted to obviously we we've already heard um shushan and and views and, and things she shared but i want to want to back up really quickly and give you a little bit more background about shushan Um you probably recognize her because she has joined some tcb episodes in the past and um, apparently, this bunch didn't scare her off because she <laughs> joined us and actually be uh, be interviewed today. So, super grateful for that. Now, if you bring an AI along
3: as, a, as one of the attendees, we're going to have to have a different discussion. Right.
1: Then we'll be like, wait. A <laughs> 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 um, so, I met Shushan through some executive coaching that she's doing at Cable Labs. And I have just loved getting to know her. And our conversations also always turn out into us geeking out about cool stuff and just, I just really appreciate learning about her, her approach and her philosophy for coaching and, and thought she had a lot of really great stuff to, to share. So, uh, speaking of that, she, let me tell you about, about her background a bit. So, uh, typically based out of New York city, but escaped the crazy for a period of time, uh, in the last few months. Uh, but, uh, there, she has a consulting practice that she, as the, the founder and the CEO of, and it's leadership consulting and it's designed to serve, um, high-performing leaders. And she's also sought after as a strategic advisor and a speaker, as well as, as being a coach, um, prior to founding this consulting firm though, she spent over two decades leading and transforming multi-billion dollar operations for companies ranging from startups to fortune, fortune 50 companies. So companies like Nextel, Sprint, Ericsson Global, uh, Comcast, Cablevision. So, Shushan's seen some stuff I'm going to say <laughs> <laughs> in those in those 20 years um, and I love this that her her clients say that working with Shushan has rapidly improved their professional significance and increased their personal freedom, shortcutting years of therapy, and eliminating <laughs> self-sabotaging and career limiting behaviors. So uh, I think uh, somebody that we are all interested in learning from. Uh, so so with that, i'll I'll start off by by asking you this. So, Eric and I had a chance to, to learn more about your background and your journey in becoming the highly successful executive coach that you are today. Uh, your, story, your story was a little unexpected and, and really fascinating. Can you, can you share some of that journey? How did you get here?
3: Are you talking about where I was born and raised? Because that's all you guys <laughs> wanted to talk about. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: It's it a fascinating way, story. A fascinating well, the way, <laughs> yeah.
3: well, the way that that started was Eric was like, "So, how did you decide? Like, when you were a kid, did you like have this vision of doing this?" Or, and I was like, "Not even close. I mean, this didn't even exist in the former Soviet Union." He's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> So um, I was born in uh, in Armenia, uh, that was uh, part of the Soviet Union. And um, really what all these things pre- prepared me for what I do today, you know, it, it's... Um, Part of my journey was moving to a new country, not speaking a word of English. (laughs) You know, I was a teenager when when we arrived in Los Angeles, that's a whole story of of its own. Uh, We were able to get out of the Soviet system under the refugee laws. Um, My family had been trying to leave for many, many years um, and we finally were able to, and we settled in Hollywood, California of all places. And um, you know, that entire um, process of integration and, and growing up here um, was really just um, life lesson after life lesson of really overcoming, right? It just really was about resilience um, and focus. And it's not even survival. Uh, I don't even think of it that way. I just saw it as something that made me who I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I constantly drew from when I was in the, am a, a recovering corporate executive. I'm I <laughs>
0: working on that.
3: And uh, that's where I drew from. You know, anytime I was tossed into some situation where I had to turn the business around, you know, and I just became known for being a transformational leader. So anytime anything was broken. Let's put her on there and she'll turn that around. And um, after a while, that was kind of a theme, you know? So, and then I realized it was actually the theme of my personal life. <laughs> so, um, and that's really what has shaped the way I even work today with people um, inside of companies. So it, it's really about that, that through line of what gives you purpose? What is it that's driving you? And what are those things that used to serve you? but maybe no longer serve you
1: <laughs> right right and and i remember you talking about in in your corporate roles um you you found people being just drawn to you right to to come to you with seeking advice or you know kind of trying to understand different things that they were seeing and doing and and at one point it was it was kind of that tipping point of like I kind of like that jam more than the other jam (laughs) of my, my, how I spend my time. But, but Mm -hmm. I know that, that you went through, you know, a lot of, of deep research and and a journey through kind of understanding yourself as well. And so how did you, how did you pull that together? What, what, where did your studies lead you that really stuck with you in your practice and, and what you do today?
3: Yeah. A lot of, um, uh, I know Eric's gonna ask me this, so i'm, I'm gonna just
1: say it so that he doesn't
3: because you know he so that he doesn't go there. so I'll just summarize. I'll make it easy for you, Eric but, <laughs> uh, I can't not tease you, you know this.
0: Right? Um, I'm like I didn't even say anything yet.
3: You're typing, but you're typing, Eric
0: just making notes about your grandmother. that's all, just whatever. <laughs>
3: Well, just to kind of put it into a small capsule, okay, of, uh, just some highlights. By the time I was in my early 30s, um, there had been just tremendous personal challenges in my life. I had uh, moved to a different country, right? I had to learn a new language, new culture. Um, I had lost all, all of my siblings. Um, all three wow. of them had passed away. Um, my mom had um, passed away from cancer. And my dad was uh, suffering from dementia. So for all intents and purposes, I was with him as well. So I had gone through the, all the traditional, you know, the spiritual, you know, work, the, the church, the prayers, the, you know, the grief therapy, loss therapy, you name it, trans- transition therapy, you name it, I was trying it. And really, that led me to that question of, like, why am I the only one still alive, essentially? there's must be a reason why I'm still here. Right. So, and there's no way that I'm going to continue to be here and feel this much pain, even though I'm doing the personal work. Like I didn't understand. It's not like I was, you know, just boxed in and avoiding and pretending everything was okay. I was doing all the personal development work and it just wasn't enough. So that is something that was constantly driving me in parallel as I was, growing my career, right. And um, that fueled me to be successful inside corporations. But that just was simply not enough. It was Mm -hmm. not answering that question of why. Mm -hmm. And quite truthfully, I was studying a lot of different modalities for healing for me it wasn't for, sure. <laughs> for me to go do this. Right. At least naively. That's what I thought I was doing. So, um, and so I pretty much had turned into the corporate trunk, right? Like <laughs> uh, the
0: corporate you know, bartender. Shoshone, yeah, maybe? Uh, it,
3: yeah. Except I wasn't serving drinks because HR would come after me. See, I, <laughs> I just couldn't do that. So I didn't want to get fired. So, um, <laughs> so it's really, it, it, it really began became really clear to me that after a while I was just enjoying that a lot more. I mean, it just, it just got on its truth. Right. And I just didn't know how to make the bridge, <laughs> you know, I didn't know how to cross it. And, um, and, just, there's a point that came that the opportunity opened up where I exited and I never looked back, you know, that was over five years ago. And, um, I've studied like 19 different modalities, just to kind of give you an idea. Like I'm an addict, right? When, <laughs> when, when I'm after something, I mean, I go a mile deep. So that's where I really got into neuroscience and I mean, personality models, the whole nine yards. And I started just coming up with my own special blend, if you would you know um because i i literally i could relate to people that i was this aware person walking around but i didn't know how to make that change permanently Mm -hmm. right some things you can change but there were some deeper levels of patterns of like oh here i am again same kind of a boss right same kind of the problems and i knew it wasn't them i mean it's it not that it's hundred percent you, but I was like, "There's something in me that's drawing this, right?" So yeah. that curiosity drove me to those studies, and that's how I um, I came to do what I do. So,
1: so I mean, that's a that's a big existential question, right? <laughs> to be faced with of why why am I the only one alive? Right. Why am yeah. I the one that's still here? That's right. That's powerful to, first of all, even dare to ask that question. Right. Like I think I would be like, I don't really want to look directly at that. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, so to, to really have the courage to, to look right at that. And, and, you know, do you, do you feel like through, through these studies and your blend and did you, did you kind of find that for you? Did mm-hmm. you, were you able to answer that? Absolutely, I yeah. and I will tell you this, right?
3: Sometimes life doesn't give you a choice; it'll keep hitting you over the head until you're willing to look at it. So, I don't get me wrong; I was asking the question, but I was like this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't
3: know, right? And so, and some things just got harder and harder. And uh, no matter how much I was t- talking myself into. Um, oh, but you know, you've got a large organization and you're helping people from the inside. Look at all these people. Mm-hmm. After a while, it was like, you're just lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something much larger you're here to do uh, mm-hmm. for you and, and through the work that you're doing. And, um, yeah. and you need to get on that journey and you need to get on it now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can, tell more stories that Eric would love to tease me on later uh, (laughs) of what those, you know, moments of, you know, getting hit over the head were, but honestly they were life waking moments. And I'm talking about in a month and a half period of, you know, my dad dying, a very good friend of mine committing suicide, another one dying, like all within a month and a half. And that was my last, it, it was just like, there's something more that's showing up here and I can't just keep pretending. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you have fear that continues to pull you back. And, uh, but I call those moments where life is just calling you Mm -hmm. and you better stop. And you're sometimes you're just not given that choice and it just would get harder and harder from there. I couldn't pretend anymore. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a, a surrender to it. Like mm-hmm. this is already hard. I might as well to the hard <laughs> question, right? Yeah,
3: it'd be like yeah. this can't be it. This right? So yeah, exactly. And and by the way, it's it's never like oh here here you are you know new path and this is the way you go. It's not. It, you know it's a very organic um, trial by fire sometimes, and you know working with different people and really allowing those mentors that show up in your life to work with you right Mm -hmm. I'm a very big believer in mentors and and coaches so I believe in that model it just accelerates your progress
1: yeah So. so in in your experience in working with executives right people kind of come come at this from all different places how how do you lead them at least up to this path for them to decide, do I want to cross through to that side? Or am I good with just where I've gotten so far? Like, what is it? What is it? How, how do you present it to them to, to illustrate what can, what's possible if they're willing to take those harder steps? So
3: the first step really is more about that initial discussion of whether we're a right fit for each other. Mm-hmm. So it's mm. who's that ideal client for you, mm-hmm. and are they are they willing to to do the work? Mm-hmm. That's one of the things, the discussions in the discovery call that I have, and it's not uncommon for me to say I don't think I'm the right coach for you. Yeah, I, I mean it literally has to start there, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it also, you know, I've just come to learn that it's important to work with people that have done some level of. <laughs> awareness work, right? That there's some, um, there's some willingness, right? Or there's some kind of a crisis where they're like, you know what? I, I, okay, I get it. I I need to do something Mm -hmm. right. Um, and oftentimes it's those that I work with and in my conversation, I'm, I'm very frank with them. And, um, basically it's really about, you know, how willing are you to make the behavioral changes?
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Because it can't just be about your team, you know, and what they're doing to you or what they're not doing for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It's I'm never going to buy that story. So you're probably at some point going to want to ch- fire me, right? So <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's really that initial setup. And, and honestly, it starts with you, right? Being clear about the, the people that you want to work with. Um, You have to be clear about that. And then based on that criteria, then you have the conversation. Mm -hmm. And then along the way, there's gateways and and toll gates, I call them, Mm -hmm. right? Where you do check-ins and that's where the tough conversation happens. Okay, we've tried these things, you've done X, Y, Z, and cannot get you to that next level if you're not willing to do this. Mm -hmm. And we can part here or you make a decision Mm
1: -hmm. and
3: we continue. So it's really a tough conversations.
1: So, so is that when it gets into, cause we, we've talked about, you know, the, the neuroscience behind as humans, right? There's, there's this blueprint or this wiring that starts mm-hmm. before we're born <laughs> all the way up into kind of early childhood, maybe seven, eight years old, right? There's sure. this wiring that's developed sure. based on all of the things that go into that. Sure. And so then that, that's a whole different game than, than cognitively learning a thing, versus sure. how am I wired underneath? And so to your point, I can walk around being self-aware cognitively, yeah. sure. but if I don't understand my wiring or am willing to look at, or even understand that that can change, then I still get stuck in those patterns. And so is, is yeah, that yeah. where you kind of take them as into the actual, the wiring
3: piece? Sure. Uh, and just to kind of summarize, you beautifully said it. I mean, from the time when we're in the womb, I mean, this is the the latest in neuroscience and tremendous amount of data and research out there for those of you that love to read on this stuff is from the time we're in the womb, third trimesters until about the eight, seven, we're what's called in theta brainwave. It's Mm -hmm. basically hypnosis, we're being hypnotized. Mm -hmm. Um, So we don't have discernment, we don't have judgment. So everything that we do, and experience and see it's recorded. Mm. And every memory that's created, uh, that every experience that we have, we attach a meaning to it. Mm,
1: mm, mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Now, you and I could be in the room, experience the same thing, but you and I might attach a different meaning to that based on our, you know, how we're wired and how we're conditioned. So, um, so that becomes by age of seven or eight. I mean, your your personality set. Now, yeah. back when I was in college, a years ago we were taught at that time that that's it you're set it can't be changed but that's not true that's right. not true at all you can rewire uh, literally repattern uh, beliefs and behaviors up until the last breath that you take mm-hmm. so um, really the work the way that I inter- interweave that work is I do do the traditional okay I use myers a lot because I love it I'm a big Youngian fan and I love a lot of the work that he's done so it's really building the rapport getting Mm -hmm. them to see how they're wired what their tendencies are preferences are a lot of feedback from the team very similar to a lot of what other coaches do but then it's the feedback and then the behavior Mm -hmm. right and the response to the feedback Mm -hmm. where I hone in on the patterns and basically there's a lot of tough love okay this is what it is (laughs) <laughs> are you willing to
1: mm-hmm. make
3: a change? Mm-hmm. If you are, we can do it right now. We can go right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's whole brain postures. There's many different ways of working with it um, and different techniques and you know, helping the person really get into a whole brain state because when we're under stress, we don't have access to our entire mind. We don't. Uh, we're like a little hamster in one corner in a wheel spinning, right, Um, single sourced. (laughs) So, um, and a lot of it is helping them through some of those stressful situations um, and where they themselves can tap in into what's really happening internally to solve the problem. Right. So it's not about doing something to someone. It's really having the tools and the ability to to help them get out of the stress response so that they can think more clearly and more creatively.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it's shocking to really think about how often we operate in the stress response. Like, is yep. that happening more often than not? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, yes. And so that it's 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 really interesting to um you know, try to try to parse that out to understand. Well, this is just normal. Well, it doesn't mean it's good or that that's where you want <laughs> to be. Yeah, we're not normal. Yeah,
3: yeah, we're not designed to be on the constant fight or flight. We're not. Uh, that is not the way we were designed as humans. Mm-hmm. But through constant 24/7 technology, the way that we live, the way that we work, we're in this constant fight or flight, and we don't even know it. And we're in that mode, then you start to layer in the subconscious and all the programs are in there. By the way, we think of roughly about 80,000 thoughts a day. Wow. <laughs> you don't know that, but you do. <laughs> and about 90% of it repeats the next day. Oh, wow. Wow. So those are all programs. Now, a lot of them serve us, by the way. So we're very grateful for our subconscious mind and the programs because we don't have to learn how to walk or talk and Mm -hmm. do all the things we're doing right now um, every day, right? Because those are all programs that are running right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. has anyone ever driven where you're getting from point A to point B and then you have no idea how you got there? Yes. That's Mm -hmm. because your subconscious took over and took you there while your mind was busy doing something else and Mm -hmm. that's fine. But along with the programs come certain beliefs, right? Based on your experiences. Mm -hmm. So, and the subconscious mind, by the way, um, only thinks in present moment. It does not understand linear time. Linear time doesn't really even exist, that's something we made up to manage time. Uh, so you just naively, right? Just read Einstein, and you'll figure out the time thing. Don't
0: oh, get me started, Shushan. Yeah,
3: I know. I know. We can talk about so many things, Eric. So many things. But um, but uh, basically, just think of the subconscious as a giant filing cabinet, right? Mm. Full of memories. So and it doesn't know if whether it's today or yesterday or tomorrow. Anything that happens and somebody gets triggered. The file comes up, and that's the filter they're looking at life through. Right. This is why just positive thinking is not enough,
1: right? <laughs> so, right. That and right. That's like that. That's the cognitive side of like, yeah. well, just think of something positive, right? But that's not <laughs> intrinsically <laughs> changing whatever right. triggered that yeah. belief or that story. The, yeah. the stories that we tell, the meaning that we make in an instant is yeah. Right. We don't think yeah. about those things. I mean, you
3: brought up a very good thing, Laurie, it's uh, we're, we are constantly in stress response right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, the COVID, the you name it, there's something that we're constantly our nervous system is on fire all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I like to in the Myers-Briggs you know there's a grip model. Mm-hmm. Where under stress, how you behave, right? I, I always talk about there's really two of you, depending on which one shows up.
1: Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> on the what's Jekyll and going on. Hyde, right? The Jekyll and Hyde of right. who am I getting today? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so, so what, are, what are some like foundational steps of like, how do you even approach this? What's the baby mm-hmm. step? of getting beyond the cognitive, cognitive, I have self-awareness, I know better. And now what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> now I'm scared, because I know.
1: <laughs> and maybe that's, that's not as, I get that there's right so many complexities that must go into that, but is, but is there kind of just this a foundational concept of where do we go with that?
3: Well, the very first thing is don't be afraid of it right? I, I, honestly, I mean, sometimes people are like, Oh, my God, this, this, what does this mean? I'm like, it just means you're human, right? So, and there's some very basic things you can do on your own. right? I mean, just people get behind their zoom now these days, right? And they don't take any breaks. They don't breathe. They don't walk. They don't do anything to take care of their nervous system. Mm-hmm. And believe me, it might be some a simple thing, but the quickest thing that really relaxes your system. And there's science behind this. It's not boo-boo. I mean, just do three deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth. And believe it or not, it helps. I used to like time it on my calendar. Every hour I would get a chime and I would breathe, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, just to calm the (laughs)
1: nervousness.
3: Exactly. That's exactly right. Right. So, you know, there's lots of talks of meditation and and all that and then people think oh I have to carve out it you know 20 minutes 30 minutes an hour I don't have that Mm -hmm. but just breathe you know and bring yourself back to the awareness of what's going on and really three different three very simple slaps. initially just breathe Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then really get curious about how you're feeling your body will tell you it really will are you in constrictive energy or expansive Mm-hmm. Are you feeling tense or are you feeling good? Because your body doesn't lie. Yeah. It really doesn't, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're feeling tense, then have enough of uh, personal responsibility to say, what am I thinking right now? Yeah. Yeah.
1: What's causing this? Yeah. It's, it's what we teach several of us in different venues around just that, the hijack, right? The amygdala hijack. The- exactly we get, we get triggered and boom, we're off in this yep. place. And, and you have to, you have to circumvent that mm-hmm. the feelings with the logic, right? And even just naming, I feel anxious, right? I feel scared. Mm-hmm. I feel irritated. Yeah. It, it interrupts that pattern. Exactly. long enough to go, Oh, <laughs> exactly. Right? Now I have a choice. Actually, yeah. Right. Yeah. That
3: pattern is a program, by the way sure
1: yeah right? mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm.
3: so it's a program it's interrupting it and so that's that's a step everyone and anyone can do mm-hmm. right if they're willing to do it it's hard work because you have to take responsibility right? and like all the time like yeah and over exactly Ugh. all the time and then <laughs> and then you know there's there's certain things that I teach uh, when I'm working with someone closely on how to do some additional things um, mm-hmm. on, on top of that to help transition that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain whole brain postures that, that pe- people can st- stand in and, or sit in where it helps activate both sides of the brain hemisphere and at the very least attempts to get you to <laughs> have some access to more than just the hamster in the wheel.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I just a kind of a side story. I w- was talking with Shushan one day about a work thing and she <laughs> picked up immediately that I was like, <laughs> right. And she's like, Hey, so mm-hmm.
2: maybe you
1: <laughs> try something different today. And I was like, yes, please. And, and, you know, it's, it's too much to cover in the time we have now, but, the, but this whole brain posture experience was, was, was such a fascinating, it was, it was really a healing experience, but then just also just fascinating that, wow, this is really how our brains work. This is incredible. Yeah.
3: You know? So,
0: so Lori, what about that experience? What was the big takeaway for you from uh-huh. that experience? Cause I remember when you went through that, you were like, whoa. <laughs> and,
1: I, and I tried to explain it really poorly. I'm like, Oh, I can't. <laughs> So but but the the takeaway for me was first of all just realizing that I you know was kind of stuck stuck in one side and didn't have access to the other and that there's mm-hmm. there's a way to actually bridge that so that you have more choice you have more option you have more awareness to to deal with but but it it was really and I think part of it was because it is breathing and getting centered and and Mm -hmm. really feeling your feelings and acknowledging your feelings that it, for me, I walked away with that feeling empowered. Like Mm -hmm. I can, I can get my arms around this, right. I'm not a victim to whatever inputs were happening to me that day that had me frazzled that, wait a minute, no, this is, I'm inside that (laughs) and I get to pick Right. right. That, that was kind of the takeaway for me.
3: So yeah. And, and just to yeah. put a little bit more clarity around that, uh, this is a process of whole brain posture, of course, but using also muscle testing and really right. understanding what was going on with her at the subconscious level, because right. through muscle testing, you can, you can tell, um, and you were in a stress response. So you didn't have access to whole your whole brain. You really didn't. I mean, that's what happens to us. So then you had the opportunity to literally rewire in that moment. Right. And so you got into a whole brain state and what happens in that whole brain state is then you have access to your inner resources. This isn't Shushan telling you what's best for you. This is me helping you get to a state where you now have a lot more creative options, right? You're, you're flexible and you're like, Oh, I, I could do that. And maybe I can do that. Right. And it's really about holding the space for you to tap into your own wisdom. If yeah. that's the best yeah. way I could describe that.
1: That's, yeah, that's perfectly put. I
3: love it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but to, to your credit, you were willing. Like when I saw it, I made the invitation. <laughs> like you were asking me before, like, how do I uh-huh. do this with clients? I, we clearly did not have that relationship. So I was a lot more gentle with you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't like, okay. <laughs> this is a pattern.
1: Okay. What do you want to do about it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, just, I mean, so much more that we could spend we need a part two
0: we need a part (laughs) two
1: (laughs) but wow just um and i know we maybe a lot of you have questions as well um is that you know can can people reach out to you if they if they've got questions if there are are follow-ups that that they'd like to touch base with you on
3: sure i'd be happy to and uh best way to find me is really on linkedin at the moment because um I know what you guys do. You're going to be like, what's next? What are you you up to next? (laughs) (laughs) What's next for you? So um, I'm actually in in one of those periods where I have one hand on one bar, like I'm on a trapeze and the other hand on the other bar, because I'm in a process of working with my mentor who actually taught me a lot of these um, techniques. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, we're looking to Designed this for taking this into companies and um, love it and at a much broader level, right? So mm-hmm. for coaches that have done all the strategies and all the tactics, right, but then there's just something that's just not clicking, and so they'll be training for for coaches to learn how to do this um, mm-hmm. inside of companies and um, also working with teams and even bringing some of this training like imagine you know call center employees and the stress they go through oh, right yeah. and you know yeah. having some people train on how to you know take them through that process to to relieve that stress it would it would just really be a game changer and ai cannot do this by the way <laughs> just so you know <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: nice Paul. <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs>
0: yeah it's shushan the oi advocate organic (laughs) intelligence exactly
3: (laughs) (laughs) so there'll be more on this um and when we're ready to like do the announcements and launch all of that uh, i'm happy to um to share all of all of that Uh with you
0: so so you'll you'll come back
3: um, if you like me to, sure. Well, yeah,
0: <laughs> absolutely. I want to see you and Evans go toe to toe on AI versus OI
2: cage I, match
3: in a heartbeat.
2: There's, I, I don't think there's any toe to toe. I think <laughs> you are the same swimming. language. I we yeah. totally agree. Yeah. Did you I, just I drop synchronized can...
0: swimming, Evans? <laughs>
3: I, I think Evan and I can just pretty much take over the world with this whole AI thing. <laughs> Let's,
2: do it. Let's do it. I got nothing going on.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, Sean, thanks so much for being with us today. This has been amazing and so many questions, so many things that I wanted to throw in and I, try, I did my best to just keep my mouth shut <laughs> and stay out of it. Um, I, I, your perspectives on, on all of these, these, these different thought lines are just, it's just, it's really thought provoking, right? I I love the, the questions that you ask and the way you frame things. So would love, would love, love, love to, to have you back, irrespective of your other projects in play, just Mm -hmm. as a part two to this conversation, because there's so many directions we could take it. So thank thank you. you.
3: I, I would love to do that. And I honestly, um, for me, this this is this is moving into my purpose. This is That's why so awesome. I believe that I'm here. So, yeah. and uh, I had
0: fantastic. a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Yeah. B- big ups for Shushan, everybody. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, you let's. You did not
3: play the crickets, just so you know. I'm very disappointed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there was no time for crickets.
0: <laughs> all right well let's let's get in to our ending routine here and then we will get everybody on out of here today's funny things uh, things that just made me laugh. You'll appreciate some of these, and some of these you'll be like, really, Eric, that's, that's your thing? <laughs> I love the you can't live in fear forever, COVID denying people, because it's like, sweetie, <laughs> yeah, I can. What do you think anxiety is? I am perfect at it, actually. <laughs> Number two, just to confirm, everyone feels tired all the time, no matter how much sleep they get or caffeine they consume, but also has trouble falling asleep and is constantly hungry, but also nauseous with acid acid reflux, spends every second working or cleaning, yet nothing gets accomplished, is that just me? <laughs> Number three, on this topic of sleep, my aging body, if you don't sleep, I will hurt you. Me, okay, I'll sleep. Body, if you sleep slightly wrong, I will hurt you. <laughs> and this is that one where you go oh my gosh moment of realization they should pour Gatorade on the other coach (laughs) Uh, and this one this one this is my inner 12 year old right here uh, just took a call from a patient whose birthday was 42069. I had him repeat it to me three yes. times. <laughs> uh, your first visual funny of the day. It's about owls. Today I'm here for owl content and owl content only. Send me your most superb owls. In <laughs> uh, <clears throat> this next one, I'm going to get you started. And I'm going to let you finish it out on your own. Here come old flat Top. He got Zoom Cat Lawyer. He won Lido, oh, Joker,
1: Cancel. And hey, I Jemima. I one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> free. Um, Eric, oh Eric yeah. did, I, did I mention that I actually offer a complimentary session just for you for hosting? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I think that's a judgment on my psychological state. <laughs> All right. And last funny thing today, um, life hack, got a white cat, put an orange on it to look like a big egg. <laughs> <laughs> That's great!
3: Oh my god! That's <laughs>
0: awesome! That's awesome. Um, oh god! Today, today's feel-good story. This one blew my mind. Seventy-year-old man rows across Atlantic Ocean Ooh. and raises a million dollars for Alzheimer's research.
1: Yay! Jeez, rock star.
0: And if you're curious as to what his boat actually looks like. That's the boat he rode from the Canary Islands to Antigua by himself. Holy smokes. Raised a million dollars. I thought that was amazing.
1: That was amazing. I love it. Today's
0: today's semi-quarantine cocktail is relevant. It's called the Texas Power Grid. It's a riff on the Flaming Dr Pepper. You're going to need a smidge of energy independence, 8 ounces of beer, zero federal oversight three-quarter ounces of amaretto nine inches of snow a quarter ounce of overproofed rum 16 degrees you pour the amaretto in the shot glass top it with rum light that sucker on fire drop it in the beer and slam it this comes from the classy cocktail category of bombers you know (laughs) like sake bombers or irish car bombs or (laughs) drinks that you've had and then you can't remember the rest of the night
1: (laughs) anything you light on fire i think is heading you in that direction i I
0: wanted i wanted texas to be warm so i gave him some heat (laughs) a little heat just a little heat guys. Thank you so much. Shushan. Thanks for being with us today. This was amazing. Definitely have so much more to talk about. Wednesdays are my favorite days and you're my favorite people. I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being with me. Big applause for you guys. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. Have great evenings, everyone. Thank you. Thank you everyone. Thanks. Thanks for hanging Mark. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you had a good time and learned a thing or two at today's happy hour, please share it with your friends. If you want to join our tribe, head on over to skyteam.cloud forward slash TCB or email us at info at That's S-K-Y-E teamcom Thanks again, and remember, you've always got friends at the corporate bartender.